0: Good morning everybody, this is the Marcus Today Members Podcast coming at you on Friday the 6th of October. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances, if it's advice at all. Well, not much to go on as you've doubtless seen by now overnight. We had quite a good day yesterday, we were down at one point, we closed up 35 and I'll come to it, but there was quite a remarkable turnaround in all the technical signals, yesterday. Yesterday. But Wall Street really doing nothing in limbo ahead of tonight's jobs number. I'm not sure it's going to be that remarkable an event. I have to tell you, we've seen all sorts of jobs data this week and the market hasn't really responded to it either way. We had the ADP employment numbers on Wednesday night, which were lower than expected, suggesting the economy slowing. Then overnight, we've had weekly jobless numbers, which were lower than expected, which suggests the economy is doing okay. So which way to buy? Yields go. Overnight, they dropped a little bit. And there is over the last couple of days, there has been a bit of a peak in bond yields, which is interesting. But let's see what the jobs number does tonight. Then we've got the more important thing is the US CPI number coming up next Thursday. As you know, the oil price has been pushing the headline number up, and we're expecting to see the same thing again. So we saw headline inflation bottom in June at 3%. And since then, it's gone... 3%, 3 3.2% in July, 3.7% in August, and we're expecting it to hit 3.8% next week. So that's the headline number reflecting the oil price going up 30% since June, and it went up from $80, the oil price went up from $80 to $93 in September. So the headline inflation number is going up still. The core inflation number in June was 4.8%, and as the oil price went up, the core inflation number strips out energy and food So it's gone 4.8%, 4.7% in July, 4.3% in August, and we're expecting it to see 4.1%. So that trend of improving inflation, underlying inflation, should continue. It would, of course, be a fairly material positive or an uncertainty removed if the oil price actually came off the top. And I would point out that the OOO, which is the crude oil ETF, has got sell signals on it, and it does look like short term anyway that the price has come off the top. The other thing we've got coming up next week is the Fed minutes, and these are the minutes from that very hawkish meeting, the one that killed the market in the last couple of weeks. We already know the words, and they aren't very positive. It'll say, inflation remains elevated, proceeding carefully, assessing incoming data and evolving outlook, in other words, data dependent, prepared to raise rates further if appropriate, and intend to hold policy at a restrictive level. We know what the words are. They'll probably also talk about the economy and how well it's going. Janet, Yellen said that this week, but essentially a rehash of or a restatement of all that negativity is not going to probably read well for our market. So Fed meeting next, Fed meeting minutes next week. Although it has to be said, bond bond yields come off yesterday, come off the day before, and there is a general feeling that we have taken on board the Fed message already, and the market has has got it. Thank you very much. Understand it higher for. Longer, better believe it. We believe it, and bond yields have reacted in the last couple of weeks. Equity markets have dropped, but we're sort of getting the point now. So bond markets relaxing a little bit, and the trend does seem to be improving for a day. Uh, the other thing coming up, of course, is the U.S. results season. We've got the diary. I wrote about it yesterday. We've got the diary in the newsletter today and in my section yesterday, and that is generally a market positive. But we'll see. Right, the other stuff today is have a look at the technical section, because there's been a really rather remarkable turnaround in the market in one day. Yesterday, we were reporting that the Dow Jones, S&P 500, not the NASDAQ, Dow Jones, S&P 500, all odds, ASX 200, a host of other Australian indices and some sectors were all oversold, which is, and this is daily charts only, it's short term. Just the point about that is investors would never really do anything because there was a daily buy or sell signal. The daily charts are very fickle, really for active traders, daily charts. So when I say there were daily sell or the stocks and the markets were oversold on a daily chart, it's sort of not that significant. It means they've moved short term, as we know they have in the last couple of weeks. So our markets all oversold yesterday and this morning after a good rally yesterday. And this morning we've woken up, there are buy signals on everything, S&P 500. Dow Jones, All Lords, ASX 200, and a bunch of sectors, things like REITs and infrastructure, all of which were oversold. It's interesting because although the daily signals are not really that relevant, it is interesting because we have bottomed at effectively the same level as we bottomed, this is the ASX 200, as we bottomed in March this year, which was the last time the ASX 200 got oversold on RSI relative strength index, just a technical indicator, but the most commonly used one. So we were oversold on RSI at this level in March. And here we are again. And suddenly we get a bunch of buy signals. We've only been oversold four times on the ASX 200 in the last two years. And yesterday was one of them. And today, suddenly we've gone from one point below 30 on RSI to one point above. That's technically a buy signal. But any technical analyst will tell you RSI on its own, not really that relevant. You need a, f- a combination of factors to get you interested. But academically interesting and also notable that there are a bunch of quality industrial stocks and some resources stocks that are oversold and have little buy signals, things like Telstra. Have a look at the charts, though. You wouldn't buy into these bounces yet. They're immaterial. They're just technically buy signals. But there are a host of industrial stocks and resources stocks worth looking at looking at when somebody rings the bell at the bottom, and I don't think the bell's rung yet, despite all the buy signals this morning. And everything from Telstra to Coles, CSL, ResMed, you know, all the ones have been performing terribly recently. At some point, they will all look cheap, is that the right word? When the market bottoms, someone needs to ring the bell first. And the resources stocks, if aluminium ever picks up, then S32, alumina, 52-week low, and those lithium stocks, of course, somebody wrote a piece of research yesterday saying the best lithium stock I think was Olchem AKE but obviously Pilbara Minerals and Mineral Resources which is on a 52 week low although that's really an iron ore stock with a lithium project but plenty to be bought when somebody rings the bell bell hasn't rung yet yet, or one day of the bell ringing isn't enough for me. So in cash still in strategy portfolio and the ideas portfolio about the only idea in the last couple of weeks was buying those ETFs those short ETFs things like BBOS B-Buzz, S-NAS. But we'd be buying them all back in the last couple of days, I think, and it would have been a very short-term trade. So probably better we didn't go through the stress of that. Uh, I've put up the charts of BHP and Macquarie, both our one-stock portfolio stocks. Have a look at those in my section. Wouldn't be buying the Macquarie one, that's for sure. BHP consolidating a little bit, but still in downtrend. So not buying those. So still in cash, all a bit boring. See what the jobs number does. Otherwise, I've put in John Abernathy on the couch with me. That podcast in my section today. Have a listen to that if you haven't listened to it before. Everything from our interest rates ever going back to 10% to World Cup wine and work from home. Have a listen to John and myself. John has been around for 40 years. He's been a big end of town fund manager, a value investor, economist. He is the voice of calm amidst all the short-term stuff. Well worth listening to. Okay, that's about it. As I say, not much to go on today. Let's see what the job number but does tonight.